It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. It's still happening. It feels like it's never going to stop. Ryan Harson, Auburn University, the powers that be. We talk about all of it right here on Locked On Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm. And I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. I am the publisher of AuburnDaily.com for all of your Sports Illustrated Auburn coverage. And today's going to be very different as this offseason has been very different for the Auburn Tigers. My throat is dead. I had a minor surgery done Wednesday morning, and frankly, uh, I... I do not have a full show in me for you gentlemen. So we're pulling out the big guns. Lindsey Crosby and Charlie Five will take over today's show. Gentlemen, I have taken enough of your time. I will be listening and uh, yeah, you guys get after it. Yeah, he the, the whole surgery thing may not be completely true. This is the true powers that be taking over uh, the show tonight, uh, kicking the leader out. Just I like- am... I am the yellow fella of this yes. podcast. We're being on brand Auburn right now. We're taking over. Let's do this. You've been waiting for it. We're ready to give it to you. Let's go. This is just locked on Auburn being just locked on Auburn. Okay, so I can't believe we're still doing this. Cannot believe it's still going on. The <laughs> Absolutely not. Monday, we thought Harson's gone on Monday. Tuesday, we thought Harson's going to be gone. Today, okay, he gets back from Mexico. We know he gets back because – Thursday is the SEC uh, coaches meeting in Birmingham. So he has to, you have to go to that. So he gets back. But as we record this at 8.50 p.m. on Wednesday, because we have waited as long as possible, Brian Harson is still the head coach at Auburn. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, like we said, like you just said, every single day was, it can't go any further past this. It can't go any further past that. And we're at the point where tomorrow is the uh, SEC coaches meeting in Birmingham. And if nothing happens between now and when those start, uh, it's going to be an absolute media uh, fiasco uh, for Brian, for Brian Harson. And I can't imagine if there's, they're, they're going to be surrounding that place, ready to a- ask, a, you know, all kinds of questions. And um, I hope he's ready for it. It's going to be <laughs> – is that, that would be my nightmare. But, you know, he's the kind of guy he probably – he may look forward to stuff like that. I don't know. I don't really think he cares about the yeah, media. he just and, doesn't and, really care about a lot, yeah. And part of this whole situation, I mean, from the very beginning, this kind of feels like everything's gone the wrong way for Brian Harson, And maybe and, – and some of that's self-inflicted, right? Like, he's handled sure. everything poorly. Think about, like, every other coaching search you see – they get a new head coach, and you see all those fawning profiles in the media about the new yes. coach and his new school and his wife, you know, shopping for a house and all of that. And we didn't get any of that with Brian Harson. And no. 
I think it's because he came in and he said, like, I'm just going to come in and coach ball. Like, I'm going to come in. This one tool I have, I have a hammer, and I'm going to coach football the entire time. And in the SEC, you can't just coach ball. Like, you're, it's right. not – we always make the joke, it's not the X's and O's, it's the Jim's and Joe's. In the SEC, it's not the X's and O's, you're the CEO. You have exactly. to do all of the other stuff. You have to go to Bo Jackson's golf tournament. You have to do the recruiting. You have to do all the other things. And I feel like part of the reason we're in this scenario is Brian Harson doesn't have the wins from recruiting, doesn't have the wins from the season or anything else to talk about. If, if signing day goes differently, if Auburn doesn't go six and seven, we're probably not having this conversation. Right. You, you just can't have all losses. Like you can't, you, if you win one of those things, uh, maybe this conversation is different. If you, if you, you feel some needs at, on signing day, if you, you rub, hand, rub shoulders, shake hands with the right people. If you, um, if the Derek Mason situation doesn't go down like it did, if the Austin Davis, uh, Derek Mason, the Austin Davis situation doesn't go down. It's just been, to me, the six and seven, tell me if you, what you think about this, the six and seven, is less than 10% of I feel like what's going on right now. It's it's the it's all of the losses. There's there's tons of coaches that come in uh and they you know be 500 uh, a little bit over 500, you know, Shane Beamer's one that I think of that uh nothing super impressive, but it just seems like he's making all the right uh moves uh postseason uh and in the off season that everybody's sort of there's some buzz around that program and and I just feel like you you nailed it. Uh, the SEC, you have to be a CEO uh, over X's and O's. You can't just coach your way out of things. Um, and, you know, he can't – it's just – th that's that's where we got to where we are now. Now it's a – now we're at a, a good old-fashioned standoff. And, and what happens from here? Yeah, this is a Mexican standoff right now. We yes. are – Brian Harson has an eight has an $18 million gun to Auburn's head. Auburn has a gun to Brian Harson's head. Nobody's blinking. Nobody's flinching. And the whole thing here is he has a lot of money at stake. Auburn doesn't want to lead the entire country in, in severance pay in two straight years. Right. But it doesn't appear like, and it, part of this is we just don't know any information. We're not getting anything one-on-one -on -one from Brian Harson, but we don't know anything to show that he's going to change anything. All right. of our experience that we have with Brian Harson has been, he is set in his ways. This is what I am going to do. Everything is, I am going to coach my way out of this. And he doesn't have, the problem is he doesn't have any friends right now. He, he doesn't, doesn't have, have he doesn't have media members that he's right. talked to that he can go and talk on background to. He doesn't have a staffer in the office who's reminding him to do things like go to Bo Jackson's golf tournament. Uh, he doesn't have, you know. Maybe they, maybe he does. Maybe he does, but he doesn't see value in it. Maybe maybe there is that guy. Yeah. Uh, there there could be that guy that's, that's that, that is – there's a lot of local dudes that are a lot of in-state guys that are on that off-the-field staff um, that could uh, – more than likely are feeding him this information – um, he knew he knew enough to send uh, an assistant to the Georgia High School Awards banquet. He knew enough the first head coach in 20 years to not go to that uh, when all there's tons of uh, coaches there. Uh, Kirby Smart, Ryan Day, tons of tons of head coaches. He knew enough that it was there that he sent an assistant. So uh, th there could be that guy on staff, but 
you know, they're at the at the same point in time, we're talking about CEO versus X's and O's, and there's some certain things that he values, and it does not seem like uh, he that's going to change. And and one and you know, you look at it one way, it's sort of admirable. If I'm going to go down, I'm going to do things exactly the way that that I want to do. I'm not going to care what the media says. I'm not going to kowtow to people with money. I'm going to do this the way I believe in it. And I think that's what we're seeing. I think that's what we've seen, and that's what we're seeing. And it's it's a huge gamble. We'll see if it, you know, obviously if it pays off. Yeah, Brian Harson has bet on bet on himself in this in the scenario. He said, like, I am I am putting my money where my mouth is, literally. And if you want to put down money, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever Same before. Way. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we went all the way through the football playoffs. We've got the big game this Sunday. BetOnline.net is your best spot for all your sports scores and news this season, not just football. You've got up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, which we're going to get to a little bit later in the show, uh, hockey, boxing, and UFC. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season because BetOnline is where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. What's your favorite Super Bowl prop bet? Oh, it's always the anthem. Length of time of the anthem. Over on Let's go. I Dude, love it. Research. I, I have to say, I have not done my research yet. Friday is the day <laughs> I sit down and I, I go back and watch anthems from that person to see who is going to who is going to like like what's the what's the prop there? What's the time yep. that I spend on that? Uh, and and like talking about spending time on stuff, there was a big hubba blue on on Wednesday night about. Auburn pushing out a new policy Wednesday afternoon that talks about you are required, employees are required to cooperate with investigations or you face termination. And there's a lot of questions. I've seen some Twitter spaces. I don't quite know what they're talking about. Um, People in the Locked On Auburn Discord, links in the show notes, you know all about this because I'm in there screaming into my phone (laughs) in the Discord that they don't understand what they're talking about with with the policy and all of that. So like... That that policy that says you have to cooperate with investigations or you can be terminated, that is not for Brian Harson. Okay, so one, his investigation started last week. We have that confirmation because Jay Gouge t- spoke to the Board of Trustees, but that is already a clause in Brian Harson's contract. That is paragraph 20 of Brian Harson's contract where it specifically says he has to not only follow all athletic department, university, conference, and NCAA rules, regulations, and procedures. But he also has to cooperate with any investigation and require anybody in the football department to also cooperate. And if he does not, he is considered to be in violation of the contract. And the punishment for violation of the contract can up to and including termination for cause. So that being published is not published to get Brian Harson. I've seen some people say that's kind of underhanded. They're changing the rules and they're going to fire him off of it. That's already a rule for him. Right. That's for everybody else. You have to wonder if some of the Boise guys maybe aren't cooperating fully with the investigation or that was going to be my staffers. question. 
Yeah. So that was going to be my question. Yeah. If, if, I, if, go ahead. I was going to say, I think there's probably somebody from that group that moved halfway across the country with him that is waiting for instructions from Brian Harson before they speak to the university and talk about what they know. And I get it. I understand loyalty. I can appreciate loyalty. We're both loyal to Zach and locked on sure. Auburn as long as he understands that we are the powers that be and that we run the show. The show. And so that policy is not for Brian Harson. That policy is for everybody else. Brian Harson, if he has impeded this investigation, can be fired for cause in the contract already. There's no 30 days required um, like the policy states. He can be fired tomorrow for cause if he's impeded the investigation. I think that's very interesting, and, and I'm glad that you did the did the research on that uh, to clarify that they're not changing the game uh, midway through. But it does seem that, like you said, if, if, if it's already – that verbiage is already in his contract, it has to be directed towards someone. It has to be directed oh, towards yeah. someone. So it seems like we're reeling in some parties that may be avoiding part of this investigation or avoiding, avoiding talking uh, to uh, people that are questioning, whether it be coaches, staff, whatever. Uh, it definitely, that, that to me is the more interesting part. That to me is the more interesting part about this. It's sort of, we're taking the muzzle off. We're, we're forcing the muzzle to come off those surrounding, if that makes sense. And yeah, it uh, is a hundred percent in response to someone. We just don't know who it is. And if somebody tells you they know, they're probably wrong because exactly. the thing we've learned from this, nobody knows anything. No, no, nobody knows. There's, there's tons of uh, people that think, they may know, and they, and they may have the, the another thing that I that I'm, I'm learning is that there may be people that are that are next to this situation that are that may give out information that they're giving it from their point of view of mm -hmm. what's going to happen. So you're getting a lot of things like I think this is going to happen, or it seems like this is going to happen, but it's coming from my point of view. And at the end of the day, when there's millions of dollars on the line, it's really uh, it's really unpredictable as far as how these things play off. The only thing that we know that I feel like I know for a fact is Ryan Harson's not budging. He is not budging. He fully prepared. He is fully prepared to be today is would be Thursday. He's fully prepared to be at the SEC coaches meeting in Birmingham, and he's fully prepared to start spring practice in three weeks, three four weeks, and he's fully prepared to be and fully believes that he'll be the football coach at 20 in 2022 and he is not wavering on that one percent and it at this point it feels like it almost has to be like a philosophical thing for brian harson like he is convinced that he is right and he is just resolute and not going to budge and i want to get into a little bit you you mentioned he is convinced he's going to be the head football coach in 2022 and take us through the season and i want to i want to dig into that a little bit because we know we've we've been talking now for a while about this recruiting class in the state of Alabama is absolutely loaded loaded I mean best class to come out of the state possibly ever and sure. we have heard so much about Brian Harson has not been doing the same level of intensity of the recruiting work as a Saban as a Kirby Smart and things like that and so presuming that if for some reason Brian Harson makes it out of this and stays do you see Auburn having a chance, a realistic chance at getting talent out of this class in 2023, given what we know and given how bad this looks to the country? Hmm. Well, 
for starters, the ju the junior day fiascos and the visitor list that sh actually showed up after we moved it three or four times uh, would not reflect that um, things are looking good on the horizon. When two out of the top 20 and those two were somewhere between 15 and 20 uh, in state are the only ones from Alabama out of the top 20 that show up, that's never good. Um, and like, like you said, um, we're, we're kind of told, hey, 2022 class – don't pay attention to that one that we were behind. And, you know, there may be some true, there may be some truths to that as far as COVID restrictions and on campus visits and stuff like that early in the spring when a lot of uh, uh, relationships and stuff were built, but 2023, that's the one, that's the one where, where uh, we really put the foundation down. That's the one it's full of defensive linemen. It's full of offensive linemen. And, the problem is, is that you don't see this. You're not seeing the steps and, and like the must have things to be able to take advantage of this time you missed last spring. Like this is the time we, where you, you start to build those relationships where they say you can take advantage of a full year of recruiting, re recruiting. And uh, I, I mean, unless something changes, I don't see it. I don't see it right now. I don't. I. I, I just really, really don't. And that. And that's really unfortunate because this is the class. This is the class that you could really. You don't have to go very far. You could plant your roots, and this could be your foundation class that could that you could build off of. And you know, with USC, you got USC's back in power. In power, so that's going to pull some recruits that that. Alabama and Georgia's would typically get. So where are they going to go? Where are they going to go? Their backyard. They're right back in the backyard. Uh, and if you're not outworking them, uh, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to work. Jim McElwain is in Florida. Well, guess where you have, what state do you have to drive through to get from Florida to Louisiana? You got to come through Alabama. Man's yeah. going to make stops while he's here. Uh, you, you mentioned just real quick before we go to break, you mentioned uh, the junior day fiasco. I feel like, our recruiting department has kind of had some, some glaring losses, something nobody talked about a lot. There was a tweet, I think it was Saturday, Saturday or Sunday, whatever it is, Shrine game was. And yeah. Auburn football tweeted, you know, good luck to our guy. And they tagged Zucobi McLean in the tweet in tonight's Shrine Bowl, tune in at 7 p.m. And he quote tweeted that and he said, I'm not playing in the game. Yep. And it's just like, how do you miss something like, like that? It's, is, it's a bit, it's a giant oof. And it's the kind of example of the unforced errors that we've seen and, and just, just sloppy, sloppy work. And talking about sloppy work and stuff, we're going to get to the Auburn basketball game against Arkansas in just a second. This is locked on Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So Auburn gets beat by Arkansas. Do you think, well, one, do you think we stay number one? I do not. I do not. Okay. I think there there have been sort of looking for reasons to drop us, and I think this will be. I I, I think I I don't think we'll be number one. Probably two or three uh, in the AP poll when it comes out on on Monday. 
I don't know if that's uh, I'm not saying that's justified or not. I just think the right. the way the momentum was going, I think that's that's kind of what what it looks like. Jesse Newell's probably gonna have us like 23rd, and I think that's 23rd. gonna mess everything up. I know, yeah. Um, so so Auburn's now lost two games on the season, both of them obviously in overtime. This game 80 to 76 in Arkansas and undefeated in regulation. Undefeated, undefeated in regulation, regulation, baby. Let's go. And so hang that banner. And so <laughs> the thing the the thing that I like the takeaways that I had from that game is one, it hurt to watch because obviously I was on the losing end of it. But that end of game sequence with the dunk and the lights going out and the fireworks and the storm in the court, that was pretty cool. Like objectively, that looked really cool. Yeah. Um you, and when a t- when a school s- storms the court against you. That has to feel I, – I can't think that's, of the last time somebody stored the, stormed the court against Auburn. That's the big – I don't think it's ever ha- – has that ever happened? I, I, there's it, no way that has ever happened where someone beat a – someone beat Auburn University in basketball and rushed their court. That has never happened. There's no if way. If it happened, hop in the Locked on Auburn Discord and tell us about it. Links down in the show notes. Uh, you know, joint – great community. We've been talking all this stuff. You would have gotten all this info about the uh, – the clause about the the cooperating a day earlier if you were in the Locked On Army Discord. So right. so join that. The big takeaway that I had from the game outside of that and outside of how much we miss Zep Jasper because everybody who listens to this show we love Zep Jasper. Sure. Zep's our guy. This is a Zep, Zep Jasper podcast. Can we say 100%, that? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But Auburn struggling from the free throw line. It's almost a joke now. People tweet this to me, I feel like, almost as much as Zach used to get the natural wide receiver tweets whenever Kobe Hudson caught a ball. But you have to make your free throws. They're, yeah. like, literally. Kobe Hudson free. is a natural wide receiver. So natural. Get back out of here. This is if, you want that, if you want that shirt, aushirts.com, natural wide receiver shirt. But I can't remember a game where Auburn played so, like, did so poorly from the free throw line. And... It feels like this should be something that you can correct, but I don't know if if Auburn has, I guess, the time, or is, is this something that you take the time in practice now to focus on, is focus on free throws before you go into the Saturday's matchup with game day in your house for Texas A&M? Uh, I mean, I, that's that's a great question. I, we've net, we, eight of 17 below 50%. I don't think that's happened all year. And we were we were really getting close to pushing uh, close to 80% on free throw in free throws. We've actually, we've not been terrible, but that road free throws to me, that is a, that's sort of like a guts and preparation thing. I don't want to, I don't want to be too negative, but like we weren't even hitting irons. I mean, we're barely hitting irons sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you practice with music blaring, like what do you do to simulate that kind of noise? I mean, it's 20,000 people. Um, and but the, that's the margin. I mean, that's that's beyond the margin. Yeah. Like with that, we missed uh, we missed nine free throws and we lost by two points. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just uh, I'm with you. You got to be you got to be clutch on the road. And the way to and one of the ways to be clutch on the road is to hit free throws in crunch time. And we we didn't hit them in crunch time. We didn't hit them in any time. And that yeah. is uh, that's definitely got to be addressed. Like I said, get on the free throw line and blare music just as loud as you possibly can and and hit free throws hit free throws hit free throws with distractions you gotta put people in the stands waving stuff behind them i mean i'll volunteer i'll volunteer i'll get those little balloons those little balloons you hit together i'll do that i'll get the little signs whatever i'll do it let's do i'll 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 i will uh 
donate my time to do, to help that with distraction of free throws. Get some wacky waving inflatable tube men back there. I mean, just just have yeah. them going. Just give them the visual. Give them the audio distraction. They have to fix this. And like I understand, in overtime when you're down, you're fouling. So there's going to be a little bit of a discrepancy there. But Arkansas shoots 32 free throws to Auburn right. 17. We foul 28 times to their 17, and it's something where. I think that the the I'm not gonna say the book is out on Auburn because you're getting everybody's best shot. Right. But the I feel like the games where we've struggled outside of maybe the Georgia game, I feel like games where we're in foul trouble because the officials are calling the game so tightly. And when you're a, a physical defense like we are, that happens. And so I don't necessarily know how you fix that, but I definitely look for Auburn to rebound this weekend against what I don't think is a very good Texas A&M team, especially with Colin Kennedy in the house. Absolutely. They're on a big skid. Look, I had this game. We talked about it several times. We talked about it in the post-game show, the call-in show after the game. I've if had I wanted to listen to that, where could I do that? If listen to it, ESPN, 106.7, directly after the game every single Saturday. Um, I, I had this game circled as a possible loss. I've had it circled for quite a while. They're a good team. Let's just, like, call it what it is. Jalen Williams is an exciting player. Um, the note kid is unbelievable, and he was cl- so clutch. He hit that three right in Jabari's face, which Oof. not a lot of people can not a lot of people can say that. I've had this game circled, and it took them overtime to take us down with some uncharacteristic turnovers late, uh, without our starting point guard who may not fill up the stat sheet with rebounds, steals, things like that. But he protects the ball. He doesn't turn it over. He doesn't get rattled. Um, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's not that – I mean, it's not the end of the world. Um, I did dislike the, the – it was frustrating for us to have 22 seconds and only needing one point, and the only thing that we could come up with was jacking up a 30-foot, you know, free throw from – or a 30-foot three-pointer instead of, you know, just trying to drive and get the ball to Jabari or Kessler or get a foul or something like that. Um, but Bruce lets them play. Probably that doesn't happen in a, in a tournament game. You know, let's see what these guys can do. See if they can pull it out. That probably doesn't happen in a tournament game. You probably do call timeout and draw something up because I think those are the little things that puts the team over the edge. Um, but you know, if 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 uh, if he hits that shot, man, we are we're all fired up. Um, but yeah, it was a tough game. Biggest crowd that's ever been in that arena, and, and we took them to overtime. We've lost two games in overtime uh, off of some kind of freak freakish type plays. But uh, it, it just you know. It's not that big. To me, I, I'm not that worried at all. Like, right. no worry whatsoever. If I call it a loss weeks ago, I say that's probably a loss. How – I mean, why and, – and I don't feel negative about the team then when I say it. Like, why Why would this change anything? I just – I it's it's just not really that big a deal. I don't think anybody needs to worry about anything. I think we're going to go stroke t- uh, Texas A&M uh, on Saturday in our house, bounce back, and then just kind of get keep the ball rolling down towards the end of the season. Yeah. Final question on basketball here. Um, so AM, we expect that to be a win. Vanderbilt next week, expect that to be a win. We have to go to Florida February yeah. 19th. We have to go to Tennessee February 26th. Uh, and then we have home games against Mississippi. Oh, sorry. Old Miss. Everybody knows them as Mississippi. Home game against South Carolina at Mississippi State. Um, I could see Auburn maybe like losing one more time in this stretch to, I think, to either Florida or Tennessee. A lot of people are more worried about Florida. I feel like Tennessee is going to get fired up for this game. Yeah. Um, but I think either way, do you think Auburn's done enough to still have the number one seed 
um, in the SEC tournament, or is Kentucky going to be able to catch up? Uh, well, I, it's going to be hard for me. Kentucky's got to play at Arkansas, at Tennessee, and at uh, somewhere else. I just looked at the schedule. Um, at Tennessee, at Arkansas, and at Florida. Okay, Ooh. so those are three tough road games they have left. Um, Arkansas could easily beat Kentucky. That is a that is a really good team. I'm almost worried about Arkansas. You know, they only have what three losses. So, um, you know, I think the key for us is when don't ever give up home court, and then you have to. To me, I think you got to split one of Florida and and uh, Tennessee. I think you got to split those, win one of those, and I think that gets you the number one seed. Uh, in the SEC tournament. And let's not forget about Florida. Yeah, we do have to go to Florida. We beat them at home with essentially no Walker Kessler. He was in foul trouble early. I think he played like 11 minutes that game. That has not really happened the whole rest of the year. Last night, he didn't foul out until, what, a minute and 40 seconds left in the game. Played outstanding. Had a, almost essentially probably could find a couple more blocks in there somewhere and have a triple-double. 19 rebounds. He's just getting better. Uh, it's just – it's not, not even his final form. Right. Not not even not, not even close. He so he you know, split those two, and I think you still look good for the number one seed. Absolutely. So um, if you want to stay tuned, we have a Ferg Friday coming up. Yes. Uh, very very excited. And uh, I have to ask, I think we'll let Zach Blackerby come back. This is uh, we tell the people this is his show, so we'll let him come back and 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 have a little bit of say here. Well, take us out and, and I'm not happy about it uh, I appreciate you guys letting me put on the facade that it's my yes. show but now it's out there you guys are the powers that be and um, <laughs> that's okay hey folks want to support you guys and seriously if you aren't already supporting these guys and their endeavors on social media or their individual shows please please do that uh, Lindsay you kind of tell us first what you have going on yeah, so I am the host of Locked On MLB Prospects, available wherever you get your podcasts and YouTube. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Farm. You can follow me on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. You can also check out uh, my Auburn baseball coverage, Auburn Daily, as well as the merch at AUShirts.com. Absolutely. Absolutely. Charlie Five, you Boy, go real quick. Moves. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, the underscore Charlie underscore five. Jump in the AuburnLive.com corner message board. The Auburn disc or the Locked On Auburn Discord or Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Dad Bod Golf Pod. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.